Hello, hello. Welcome once again to BuzzFeed's The Library, a podcast with the same amount of beauty, intelligence, tenacity, charm, and humor as the show it covers. And that is RuPaul's Drag Race. I'm your host, Jarrett Weissman. With me, as always, is the fantastic Eleanor Kagan, my co-host. Hello, Eleanor. Hello, Jarrett. How are you? I am great because this was one crazy episode. We had the return of the pit crew. We had a Kardashian-themed challenge. We had an amazing lip sync on the main stage. And honestly, the most shocking elimination that I can remember in a long, long time. I just feel like we have so much to talk about. And I feel like we should just get right to our guests. What do you think? I have so many emotions that I need to process (laughs) with this group. So, yes, let's get to it. Let's do it. First, returning Hayes Brown. Hayes, welcome back. Hey, Rue. It's good to be back. <laughs> it's so it's so nice to see your beautiful smiling face again. Oh, you too. And Zachary, I mean, Zachary, at this point, I feel like you are as much a staple as a contouring critique from Michelle Visage. <laughs> <laughs> Just, it's so good to see you once again. <laughs> I think you killed Zachary. How are you doing, Zachary? Um, I'm here. And I'm still galvanized and I'm ready to take the crown. <laughs> yes. I have an intro question for all of you. All right. And Ooh. I will say that I sourced this from Reddit, oh, which God. is my shameful message board trolling. But, <laughs> um, okay, the last text that you sent is your workroom entrance quote. No! What is it, everybody? Okay, Hayes. mine isn't too bad. Hayes. So impressive heart. Oh, hey, that's good. <laughs> Uh, Oh, God, Zach looks petrified. (laughs) (laughs) Jarrett, what about you? I can't. Minus, bitch, clearly we need to interrogate everybody. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. Minus, thanks for taking care of her this morning. Oh, jeez. When you say it like that. The text is about a dog in real life. (laughs) (laughs) Sure it is. Sure it is. Um, Anime wrong. What's going on over there? Um... (laughs) My entrance um, quote is, well, I just bought a pillow that's good for smothering, so. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. And and we have the Katja of the season. (laughs) Walking in dressed as Nurse Ratchet. It's Um, guys, let's jump right in. First, I want to start with at the very top of the show with the exit of Charlie Hyde. You know, this was something Thank we all. talked about. Mm. I mean, honestly. Mm. But, you know, I was really glad that they came back in and Trinity was the first one to say, you know, if you're coming on the show, mm-hmm. part of that is knowing you will lip sync at some point. And it just I was glad because, you know, we talked about this last week. What did Charlie think was going to happen? Mm. She, she tried to come in with the Bianca Del Rio strategy. I'm just going to coast through. Without having to lip sync. And bitch, how was that a strategy? No. Honestly. Holy shit, that was a bad idea. Everyone was angry about it, rightfully. I did appreciate, though, that Eureka, at least in this edit, immediately jumped. As soon as Trinity, like, erased the Charlie Hides from our memories, um, she immediately jumped in. So how did it feel to be thrown under the bus? It's like, wow, (laughs) Eureka, we're going for that. (laughs) Well, I mean, mean, that that kind of, like, picked picked right up from mm -hmm. the start of the episode of literally... Normally, they all walk in, they're like, oh, ooh, right. that was rough. Ooh, girl, bye, so-and-so. But literally, Trinity walked over mm-hmm. and just took out that spray gun and just erased <laughs> the message. Didn't even read it. Also, <sighs> it's interesting, Hayes, that you bring that up about how Eureka jumped on Trinity immediately because, and I'm sure we'll get into this a oh, lot. Oh, for sure. But 
this episode seemed like such a redemption for Eureka in terms of how she's portrayed in the edit for reasons that if you're listening to this podcast, you probably already know. Mm -hmm. Um, But yeah, what were you going to say? Oh, I just have so many feelings about this. I am a Ruther. I'm a truther (laughs) on this. And I will get into my theorems (laughs) shortly. <laughs> I, I I realize that this is basically a conspiracy theory podcast because we As it are, should be. I have so many conspiracy theories on mine. This is a conspiracy theory podcast in RuPaul's Drag Race clothing. I have realized. It's <laughs> true. I need to write that what down facts do we have? None. We have no facts. We just are speculating wildly. We're all just interested in how on earth this crazy show gets made and have so many ideas. But like the prestige, we don't actually want to know. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm tail spitting us out of the Jarrett, please rein us back in. No. Well, listen, I mean, I don't know that this is going to be very helpful, but I would like to talk about the return of the pit crew. I was personally oh. very excited to see the pit crew and a mini challenge, the first mini challenge oh, of the season. I can't believe we got this deep into things without one, frankly. Right. Well, it was it was also interesting because it's like. I was kind of worried with the move to VH1 and everything. We've seen the pit crew less and less throughout the seasons. Right. I think it was like um, season seven or season eight. They didn't even really appear at all. But then I was I was apprehensive because I was like, oh, you know, maybe it's it going on VH1. They're going to try to like censor a little bit of the sexuality of it. But it was really great to see the pit crew um, who is now composed of Jason, Jarrett, and someone's old dad. <laughs> well, can, I'm can sorry. We, can, we talk, can we talk about it for a minute? It felt like they lost someone at the last minute and we're like, who's oh, the available redhead, on the, the crew? One. Oh. Right, but like, they're like, who's on the crew that can just come here and put on a Speedo? Someone's dad. It was... <laughs> It was something. But so what was interesting about that challenge was how it teed up this really interesting conversation about assigning roles because Mm -hmm. the winner of the mini challenge, who was Alexis Michelle, got to assign Uh, all the part. I know. I was a little bit like, but I mean, it's one photo that was sort of benign in nature. I I gotta say, it it felt kind of set up that mini challenge. Like, I Mm -hmm. abhorred Alexis Michelle's photo. I did not think it was good. I thought I had um, uh, both... Aja and Valentina as my favorites mm-hmm. to win that. And I feel really wow. do feel like they gave that to Alexis yeah. for the drums. Oh, yeah. Well, mini challenges are created mm-hmm. so that way they can, right. like, you know, basically assign, like, okay, we're going to get one problematic person mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. one good person, mm-hmm. and then they're going to be the right. two team leaders. Mm-hmm. That's how they always do it. Right. And, like, there was um, any time that you saw an old challenge where it was like, the queens individually come into a room and then compete and then rack up points. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's so that way they don't know each other's points. Mm-hmm. So right. that way they could essentially Ugh. be like, oh, They're Bianca, you won. They're sometimes so needlessly complicated. Yeah. I have a technical question. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How long does quick drag actually take? Huh. What is what is quick in the, in the spectrum of drag? Quick is like you can't block your brows. Mm-hmm. You can't really put on that much foundation and you can't like set your foundation to let it bake. You mm-hmm. essentially just have to like scribble on an eye, put on a wig, and sometimes put on a pad. Valentina I went, wish, thank went you. to girl quick. Right? She was Real quick. ready. She, um, was, she might have been sleeping in that bathing suit. I don't know. <laughs> so are we talking like 30 minutes or like five minutes? I think sometimes in, in the past when when – Rue is like said how long like oh you have so and so I mm-hmm. think it's like 10 yeah. 15 minutes it okay. seemed re- right. it seems real quick based yeah. on some of their faces and some just for minutes. for quick comparative mm-hmm. purposes how long do we think they have to get ready for the main stage like Ooh, hours I actually want to talk about that oh I know mm. that this is getting 
a little far ahead, but I want to talk about that because I it's a Ruther conspiracy theory. Yes. Let's um, do it. I'm really curious about the timeline of we see them getting ready when they were having their a lot of emotional moments, which we'll talk about later, but mm-hmm. we see them all getting ready. They're getting ready for their runway looks. Oh, they're not getting right. ready for the challenge. Does right. this mean you're that the right. challenge was filmed a day before, not well, live? So, mm. Well, I've always thought this because on days when they have one look for a performance mm-hmm. and then go into a runway look, I would I just there have to be hours and hours in between mm-hmm. that. I yep. wonder if those are I mean, listen, I don't know how much effort it takes to get Megan Trainer back into a slanket, but I feel like that could be filmed <laughs> on sequential days. Um, she needed to get eliminated. Oh, I would have sent, sent her home. But but uh, to to your point, uh, mm-hmm. like in the cheerleading challenge, you're right. You're completely right. They yeah. they were getting ready for the runway during right. the backstage. They were not mm-hmm. putting on cheerleading outfits. Yeah, exactly. That's so weird. Typically, how mm. like how long does it take to get into full drag? Um. Well, judging looking at looking at like um just how long they would give to them because it's like they want those like moments. Mm-hmm. It's got to be like three hours. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I'm sorry, Jared. I totally knocked us off track. 1,000%. I, lo- I, lo- <laughs> I love this track. I love all these tracks. You guys, like, we have this podcast because we like talking about really random specific tangents. <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's talk about the people Alexis assigned these things to. Specifically, why wouldn't Cynthia Lee Fontaine want to be the star or what is perceived to have mm-hmm. the star role. I mean, what, I mean, she didn't want to be Kim Kardashian. What did she want to be? It's a lot of lip sync words for her to have to memorize. It's heavy lifting. Mm-hmm. And as we know, love Cynthia, but her like English skills, while she definitely knows grammar better than Kamora Black, <laughs> is they they... It's a, it's more of a challenge for her to learn right. those That's sort good... of lip syncs. So I, I totally see where Alexis's head was at. Like, oh, so I was going to say, so Kardashian, you think that was done? Yeah. Cynthia. But so do you don't you don't think there was any world in which she was like, oh, Cynthia will have a lot of trouble memorizing mm. all of this. I'm going to give her the hardest, the biggest lifting job. Well, so that's my mm. question mm-hmm. with this role. Yeah, when you are. When you are the one assigning the roles, what is your strategy in casting? Do you mm-hmm. cast people in roles that you know they'll do well in or friends that you know you they will fail in? Oh, if mm-hmm. I was on the show, I would – it would appear <laughs> as though I would be very sweet and give everyone what they needed. But mm-hmm. in reality, I would cast for them to fail because mm-hmm. it's a competition and I'm like – the. Alexis should be casting for Alexis to resoundingly win. Mm-hmm. Putting right. Shay in that highlight spot. Mm-hmm. was an awful idea. She should not have put Shay there. But Alexis mm. did cast herself in the role that she knew she'd do the best exactly. in as Kris right. Jenner, well, and she did wonderful. Well, as the oldest looking, like, she also, you know, mm. her, she <laughs> oh, has to play by, that role. By the way, the, Trinity, that is shade, in case you're listening. <laughs> yeah. That's shade. I, I call shade. <laughs> um, but I thought that she was really fair with the casting. So fair. Like, I, she gave fair. everyone roles in which they could excel. The only bad role was... Like Lindsay, because she. But even then, Mm -hmm. but even then, Sasha made a meal of it. Oh yeah, I think she ate that up. Yeah, because Sasha's amazing. That entire trio of yeah, they was uh, they were so good. Yeah, they were like the least poignant roles, Mm -hmm. but they made all three of them gold with it. Yes, yeah, which is the whole point of. Mm the the rusical of every season is you're like you're given a small role and it's all about what you do with the role yeah. and how you like claw your way. I feel mm-hmm. like every episode I use that phrase claw your way, claw your way to the top. Mm. Um, 
you have to like find your way to shine in that role. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Well, I mean, that also brings us to Nina. And this was an interesting <sighs> episode for Nina. And I know we're going to have a lot of thoughts because she's someone that we collectively as, you know, on this podcast have really enjoyed so far. And this week was a real unexpected turn for me. You know, she was extremely, I'm going to use the word petulant about not being cast as Mm -hmm. Black China and getting Chloe. And then she said when they were sort of getting ready that she didn't unpack because she didn't think she'd be staying that long. And then in Untucked, you had them saying that Nina said if she was in the bottom, she wouldn't even lip sync. She would just go home. It was a lot all at once, I Mm -hmm. felt like, to sort of really paint an interesting picture. So when she's standing with Rue on the stage, getting that gorgeous Lauren Conrad black tear, (laughs) that she just... It was like (laughs) that Denzel moment on stage. uh, The black mascara tear. It just was like, it was such an interesting, emotional episode for Nina. Yeah. Interesting is a word for it. Yeah, yeah, it is. Uh, (laughs) Pouty and petulant works too. That's also appropriate. She, I just... When you have people like Pepper, I got to say Peppermint was amazing throughout this whole process. Not only did she quickly get over the fact that she was like, I don't even get a Jenner. And she she also had the very like accurate point that there's one black role, Mm -hmm. three black people. You're going to play a white girl. And that considered... Nina got one of the choicest spots that she possibly yes. could have. 100%. Chloe is the body Kardashian yeah, guy. Right. Also, it made no sense. I will say, if if we were in the challenge, I want to know who you guys would be. <laughs> I would have been Chloe. Mm-hmm. That I when when she came out and she had that low like you know I'm Chloe, and I was mm. like, that is the funniest role. <laughs> so good, right? I I I. I will say, though, I was really sad to not see Chloe in her classic jeans and leotard get yes, up on, was... on the stage. I w- if I were Nina, that's what I would have done, but whatever. Like, Peppermint, I... It all, I think it all comes down to attitude, mm-hmm. because Peppermint wanted to play Kim Kardashian, and she didn't get it, and then she did amazing as Britney, because amazing. she she took what was given to her and made the best of it. Mm-hmm. But that's what this whole competition is. I mean, that's what this whole show is. You know, it's I mean, at the end of the day, it's about people who overcome adversity to Mm -hmm. thrive. And if you can't even do that within the confines of a mini challenge or that week's challenge, Mm -hmm. it's just like it doesn't bode well for you in this competition if you can't roll with the punches like that. As Eureka says, when life gives you lemons, take rhinestones and cover up that lemon. Yes. (laughs) So good clips for her this week. Let's talk about those lemons. I had mm. not realized how deeply hurt Eureka had gotten during that cheerleading challenge. Yeah. The cheerleading challenge that, did. I even think back to the second episode of this podcast where we were like, what happened to that storyline? Or, e- or even <laughs> in... Uh, Last week a- with the chair. Yeah, when Adam was talking about Eureka's chair being... We were reading like, her about that chair. I know, and now I feel really bad about that and take it back. Because yeah. <laughs> now we know why. I apologize. Whatever, we didn't say it. We didn't say it, Eleanor. It's fine. <laughs> no, we'll but yeah, when they played that clip and you just see her knee like... Bam! On the floor, Ooh, you're like, yeah. oh shit! Son. I think she, so she did tear her ACL mm-hmm. and needs my, needed so. emergency surgery. Yeah. yeah, that's crazy. I mean, that wasn't even good enough of a challenge to warrant eliminating. Her no, jeans. well, she should have won that challenge. Yes, I mean, come on, a I big mean, girl doing like a high kick into like a split drop can, can, was impressive. And Eureka's I, attitude throughout this was so sunny and positive, and I'm going to make the best of it yes. on crutches. She she didn't want the Northwest role. She got a role that she didn't want. No, no, she 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 didn't fight it at all. Like okay. she, she never gave like yeah. a preference. She which which leads it. me back to my Rutherness. Oh, I tell I us. fully believe 
that at the start knew. top of this episode that Eureka mm-hmm. knew she was going home. Well, or at least so, she had an inkling. She at least like I think someone there... had warned her that if we oh. hear you are totally going home, if this is the case with your leg, like we're well, going to give you some time, but. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with you. And I think, frankly, and listen, I don't want to speak on her character, but I don't know that we would have gotten that scene where Eureka apologized to Sasha and Valentina for that conversation if she didn't think there was a chance she'd be going home and this would be her last episode. So this was like tying up loose ends before she goes. A little bit. A little bit. You know what I felt like? So I watched this episode twice and... You know, because usually there's so much foreshadowing about where the episode is going to go. Eureka's elimination was so shocking the first time I watched it that when I went back the second time, it was like I was watching The Sixth Sense. I was like (laughs) looking out for clues sprinkled in along the way. There were a couple of them like like her apologizing to Sasha, but also... if we said in maybe the first episode of the show that we thought that Eureka might be getting a villain's edit, yes. in this episode, she got as close to the congeniality edit as mm-hmm. you can get, right. which, which makes me skeptical of how villainous or mean she actually mm, right. was and how the other girls found her, particularly, and I guess this is jumping ahead, but the moment that she gets eliminated, everyone is sobbing. Yeah, that's true. And... Well, I mean, Farrah obviously is always crying, but everyone else was like, (laughs) well, you know, it's funny because I saw they released another one of those like, oh, behind the scenes, more Uh footage clips. You know, we all know how Eureka helped Farrah with her garment and helped a lot. A lot. She did the same thing with Nina. She literally cut Nina's bodysuit that challenge. Oh. She was like, okay, I'm going to cut it for you. Is this the princess challenge? Yeah, when Nina wore that like silver jumpsuit. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Eureka wow. made that outfit for her oh, wow. because Nina was like, I don't know how to sew. And so she was like, let me make the pattern for you. All you have to do is when I'm, she literally said, as soon as I start up sewing mine and I have the machine running, jump on and then I'll show you how to like run the machine. Wow. Oh, like, drag mother. Yeah. Like wow. Eureka Baby is, drag like, mother. is like, she's young. I'm starting to think that like maybe the producers were giving Eureka a more like, mm-hmm controversial edit or like meaner edit so maybe that that way they could have a redemption story to Mm -hmm. then really build up I like Eureka more and more every week and she's brash and loud but she has she seems to have such a good heart and she's so fun to watch Mm -hmm. and I think if she hadn't gotten injured she might wind up in the top three I think you're I think you're totally right. And it's mm. interesting you bring up that thing about making Nina's jumpsuit because during the end of Untucked, when Eureka was running through the reason she was sad to go, she said that she and Trinity mended fences and put the past yeah. behind. Yeah. And we yeah, didn't. She said that God and we kept on putting them in each other's like paths. And, right. right. And they didn't show that either. So there seems mm. to have been a lot of. Uh, storylines that Eureka had that veered towards the positive that the editors chose not to put in this time, Mm -hmm. which I think is an interesting choice. I'm so glad she's coming back for season 10. Right. I I very much look forward to the return of Eureka. Mm -hmm. I am too. girl can win. Yes, actually. And I and I have to say, you know, Eureka's conversation with Sasha and Valentina was mm. great because it also teed up another gorgeous episode of RuPaul's Best Group Therapy Race. Right. <laughs> and I mean, again, you know, we've talked about this every week, but there is something different in the air this season. And I don't know if it's because of the culture in which the show was filmed post pulse, you know, during Mm -hmm. all of this sort of like pre-election stuff was in the air. Everyone seems so much more like a family so much faster. And the conversations that they're putting into every single episode, I think Mm -hmm. are so important and amazing. And I'm so 
glad that we're having them. Granted, I don't know how helpful a conversation about body dysmorphia in the gay community is right before you run an ad for Fire Island. Oh, but that mm. said, Bloop. but that said, it was a beautiful moment between all of those girls. I really loved hearing all of them share those stories. I agree. I, I mean, as someone who, I I will admit, controversial take. There's been a lot of very special episode moments already on this season, mm-hmm. and I don't know how For many sure. more they're going to try mm-hmm. and pack in. But this one was a really, really good one. Like, it felt felt more natural than some of the others that have yeah. happened. Like, it just felt like they were running the cameras. This happened. Though I will say, that conversation did start because Eureka apologized, right. which, as we were just talking about, may have been because just she because knew that she, she was knew. going to be heading home. So. I don't know if it was 100% natural Mm -hmm. to start off, but at the end of it, it was a very good moment. I think that Shay's point of Mm. there being power in being Mm -hmm. able to talk about eating disorders with other drag queens specifically and talking about body image in the drag community feels really Mm -hmm. powerful for them and is also Mm -hmm. something that I can't think of another form where it exists at this scale for this size of audience. Right. Yeah, very true. And and I think... You know, even though that wasn't necessarily all of just like it was a lot. It was a good moment for a lot of them. But Shay had so many great moments this week mm-hmm. in which yes. she yes. really established herself yes. as like going into it. I loved Shay's look mm-hmm. like I, mm-hmm. I've seen her before. She's beautiful and incredible. But I was like, I don't know. Like, I don't know what Shay does beyond yeah. perform. But then she has just established herself as like wise and worldly yes. mm-hmm. and like witty. She she yeah. is what like. I wanted Bob after Bob won because Bob was very like politically charged and like really like Mm -hmm. Bob's a huge protester. I wanted like Bob to to go further with that. I feel like Shay's going to be that because she's already just said that in terms of her look of black excellence, like she's black and she's excellent. Ergo. (laughs) And then this, I I wrote Oh my God, right. Yes. Yeah. During her like, yeah. Oh, that pep talk. And it was, there were so many things that just sung. It was. It was when Sasha was like, Nina, you need to get out of your head. Stop worrying about it. Mm-hmm. And then and this Sasha is during was like, Untucked. Yeah, this yes. is during Untucked. And then uh, and then Shay goes up to Sasha and she's like, I need to talk to my sister for a second. And then Sasha, being the intelligent and mm-hmm. like wise person, she was like, this is a black to black moment. I don't need to be here. And I got to go. Away. She was like, I'm going to give right. She's like, I'm going to give you that moment. And then. Shay's speech. I, I mm. typed it out, but then I left it on my computer. It's worth hearing in that its entirety. It, oh. We all believe in you. Do not. Do not. Do not go in here. And if for any reason place. you find yourself in that um, bottom two, you better fight that mother fight. Because, hey, listen to me. Think about every little dark-skinned brown girl out there that anyone has told that they didn't deserve it, they didn't belong, that they weren't worth it, and that it was too much for them to want it. You do it for all of them. Not just you. Every single one of them. We are doing this for more than just us. You understand what I'm saying? So do not give up. Because if you give up, you tell them that it's okay to give up in the situations that they're dealing with, and that ain't okay, because this world is way too rough for them to give up. Do it for the dark-skinned girls. Needs Mm -hmm. to be on a t-shirt, like, immediately. It was so touching. And I guess if we're talking about, like, really emotional moments, that felt very organic. Yeah, that one was 100% real. very much so. I was genuinely moved by that pep talk. Same. And it 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 was a huge victory because... Not only did Shay do great in the challenge, Shay did amazing on the runway, and yeah. she won, which was perfect because 
I just felt like it could have went a different way when mm-hmm. the judges were like, oh, well, you know, Alexis, you did great in the challenge and you were awful in the runway, but because Shay won last week, we'll let you win this time. Mm-hmm. But instead mm-hmm. it was like, no. Shay deserved it, and Shay yes. won. Yes, I got to say, uh, for longtime listeners of this podcast, week one, I went back and listened, and I dissed Shay, and I am publicly apologizing for that. <laughs> I thought she was going home within the first five, <laughs> and I am here to eat my words. And and speaking of going back to the first episode, I was like, I'm going to keep my eye on Alexis Michelle. Oh, yeah. I'm curious <laughs> what she'll do for us. And like, That's your character <laughs> development, Eleanor. You've gone from <laughs> loving her to being like, uh... Okay, we're going to take a quick break right now. We'll be right back. Let's move on to the challenge and the runway. And let's also skip past the challenge because it was fine. It was nothing amazing with the exception of what Shay did as Black China, frankly, in my opinion. Except Alexis was amazing as Chris Jenner. Oh, yeah. She Alexis is Chris so Jenner. Jenner. Yeah. Jenner. I get it, but I, that was not... <laughs> I'm sorry. They to me, that... that is playing Effie White. That is a role that <laughs> you cannot not shine in because it's so well-written, and you have so much to work with, in my opinion. All I'll say is I turned to my friend that I was watching this episode with, and I was like, why is this musical so good? And why no, is this musical so... This Hamilton-Kardashian I've been humming like the, the trio for the sisters <laughs> in my head. I'm, I keep on being like, I'm Chloe and only date ballers. They're like the Skyler every, sisters. Oh, they are. I so wrote that. Good. I had that down. I took me the second till the second viewing to realize it was the Skylar sisters song. I mean, um, here's the. Th- it was I, a smart riff on their part. Here's here's the here's the deep cut, which is that Lin Manuel Miranda has said that in many ways he modeled the Skylar <gasps> sisters in Hamilton right. off of the Kardashian sisters. What? said that on a BuzzFeed podcast, y'all. Layers. Ooh. Anyway. Why um, wasn't Lin-Manuel a judge? I, Sorry, oh my Megan. God. No, he should. <laughs> oh, my God. If they could have gotten him, that would have been gold. Alexis did an amazing job. And in my mind, I think Alexis did a hair better than Shay in the mm-hmm. main challenge. I agree. But it was the runway that cinched the deal. But yeah. like, yes. it's funny because they were like, oh, Shay, you're a scene stealer. That camera kept on like flying to Alexis because oh my God, yeah. for every single yeah. thing that happened, Alexis was reacting to it, which is mm-hmm. what true. you have to do. Her facial expressions oh, were right. perfect so during everybody else's song. Everyone. Was, there were so many mm-hmm. reaction shots. She had a, she's an amazing actor, and we can't take yes. that away. Fashion, well, mm. you know. what, what? Okay, let's talk, let's talk oh. some clothes now, because what that Winter Studio 54 excuse of a head hat was um, just... Uh, I mean, and what was... Like, what it, Teenage ice dancer goes to her first club. A hundred percent. It was literally something Michelle Trachtenberg wore in Ice Princess, Michelle I think, from head to toe. Oh my god, that movie. <laughs> god. And you got a from it. But, no. But what did you but in then in Untalked, I thought it was fascinating that Alexis launched into a diatribe about uh. I've helped all of you with your outfits and none of you thought to say to me girl rethink your look and I was really glad that they replied to her we didn't think you would listen to us if we actually gave you some constructive criticism and I think they're right Alexis simultaneously wants people to stay in their lane and then derides them for doing so right mm-hmm. right I mean, I think she also is starting to believe a little that this is RuPaul's best friend race. I mean, despite her talking head saying how she's ready to win, et cetera, et cetera, she seems to be counting a lot on cooperation in this little Truth. shindig. And yeah. that seems like about as good a strategy as I'm the next Bianca Del Rio. Whose That's... responsibility is it to tell you 
if you no look ones. whack. Your own. No ones. Absolutely. One thousand percent no. She creates so many of her own garments. Obviously, she has like an eye for like this design. I just think that was so like privileged for her to say that. It was like very off-putting. I hate it. And when she, when Pharaoh was like, I think that you looked really, really great, and I'm not really like one to judge, and also like. I really need to learn these oh lyrics God, because right? I'm going to go home. And then Alexis was like, I'm not done. It was at that moment. I was done with Alexis. Mm-hmm. I don't know. if I It was it anymore. was not a cute look. Basically, mm-hmm. like putting Farrah in that position was not cute, not nice. And it was not a good color on Alexis, much like that dress. Right. Mm-hmm. Because, oh, snap. <laughs> I call shade. <laughs> <laughs> right. Because Farrah and Cynthia were in the bottom mm-hmm. and they were going to lip sync. And so and all rightfully f- so. Rightfully yeah. so. so. Nina yeah. was also in the bottom. Peppermint and Alexis and Shay were mm-hmm. in the top. Mm-hmm. And but, Which, sorry, I just have to pause for one second. If Peppermint walks on that runway in oh. one more ill-fitting pink skirt, I'm going to vomit. I think they were the same pink skirt. I, I think they 100% I don't, were. I don't think they were at all different. Pink skirt gate is open. <laughs> it, oh. it needs it needs to stop officially. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> it's so weird to, that there are these two New York queens who have like kind of bad looks this season. Like yeah. every every other year that there's been New York girls on, like they've always turned out mm-hmm. amazing looks. So well, I mean, isn't this, mm. Sasha's New York, right? Sasha's yeah, from Sasha New York. Yeah, Sasha and Aja. Are right. both turning so, looks, so it's a fifty percent this time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I and I have to say, I mean, I know we've been really hard on her, but I thought Aja did another great job this week. Oh yeah, in, yeah. in terms of like aesthetics, I felt like she heard them and is recalibrating mm-hmm. her whole yep. shit, and it's right. nice. It's real nice. I I like definitely I, Team Aja, and yeah. I, I actually I liked her Courtney. It wasn't bad of the main right. Kardashian trios back in the challenge. I did not mind her Courtney. Yeah, I, she had fact, the weakest she... role for for the Kardashian sisters. That's true. And yet, it didn't have true. as much. Right, and yet she did great, I yeah. thought. Back to the lip sync where they made Cynthia and Farrah do the worst thing imaginable, learn mm. the lyrics to a Megan Trainor song. <laughs> oh, uh, poor, I, I felt so bad. Them, that yeah. Yeah, that was that, really rude. That was so rude. Cynthia's <laughs> strip shade. was great. Like her knowing like, okay, I gotta get out of this so I can yeah, actually yeah. perform. Which, by the way, I also, I... I and my girlfriend both really liked Cynthia's outfit. Cynthia herself, I, no, I, no, no, I, I, Zachary, I, Zachary is, is like doing lean, the full lean back, leaning away. I thought it was Cruella Deville in the best way. She was sort of swallowed by the fabric, though. I, it but I'm okay with that. It was terrible. Ah, uh, uh, fine. Hayes, come on, dude. Like it was <laughs> awful. I also. <laughs> Jerry, you mentioned <laughs> this lip sync being great. I thought it was kind of a snooze. Yeah. No, Most of the I, song, though. But then again, I will say, Pheromone, who is my new favorite drag race puppy, a la Jocelyn Fox. <laughs> oh, I oh, love boy. Jocelyn. Exactly. Wah, that's, wah, wah. That's, I love Jocelyn. That's why I am a Farrah fan right now, because she gives me that vibe of like, you're really trying, sweetie. Also, um, I just want to protect her. You're yeah. right. Someone and told she, her for the first time in her life she's wearing too much <laughs> highlighter. And she looked I mean, she is young. beautiful, she, she right? She's and really I would have, I may be fine. the only person here, but I would have had her win that lip sync. She mm, kept it together. Was, mm-hmm. She did not look like a mess. And also, like, Cynthia had, like, some great movements, but I thought, like, Farrah did good. Farrah did good. She I, did really good, in my opinion. I thought Cin- Cynthia was sloppy. I thought she was a little sloppy. Mm. Well, it's only because her foundation color didn't match her body. (laughs) And we really got to see that. Well, we also got to hear, especially in Untucked, that, like, Cynthia was the first one to book Farah. Yeah, that... And they've known each other for years. That was so... 
moving actually to mm-hmm. like Farrah's tears about having to go up against Cynthia for that right. was really sweet and moving. Yeah. Because yeah. Cynthia was like a mentor to her mm-hmm. in Austin, Texas, mm-hmm. where they both yes. came up. Yeah. It was really emotional and 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 then we got to the moment. Yes. I got really emotional when they said Eureka was oh. going home. I don't know about you guys, but I, I just was sort of taken aback by how emotional everyone else got. Mm-hmm. And so you remember that they formed such fast bonds. I definitely teared up for sure. Mm-hmm. For sure. It was really sad, but I thought the show handled it really well. No, mm-hmm. they did. Um, I will say I'm a monster because I did not tear up because <laughs> I know I, I actually called it right before oh. it happened when they showed Ooh. that clearly edited and shot of a person in black going up to Rue's desk. Right. Um, I was like, Oh my God! It's Eureka going home. Oh no! <laughs> I was like, she is not sticking around. She, there's that's the only reason I could think of in that moment why someone would walk allegedly walk in in the middle of the mm-hmm. lip sync because shocking plot twist and that is Eureka's going home. We're all sad about Eureka. Yeah. Yes, but she gets to come back. And here's the thing: RuPaul's Drag Race never lets us be sad for long because fake drum roll please snatch game next week couldn't be more excited couldn't be more excited i have no idea who anyone is gonna do i didn't watch the preview as soon as i heard it was gonna be snatch game i completely shut it off because i (laughs) I don't even want a hint of who these girls are gonna be Oh my god, you guys. I mean, this episode was so incredible, but not as incredible as the things you've just said for the last little bit of time. My beautiful Drag Race family. Well, my of this week. I get a new family (laughs) next week. Zachary, thank you again for being our our guru, our financial expert, our, you know, everything and more. (laughs) You're the economist. The dragon. That's right. I love it. Thank you so much for being here once again. Thank you. Hayes, welcome back and thank you. Please never leave us again. It was far too long. I will not do this to you again, I promise. Eleanor, as always, it's a joy to run through these fields hand in hand with you. It is, and I will never tell you that you're wearing too much highlighter. (laughs) Thank you. And with that, everyone, for one more week. The library is closed.